welcome to the Sense of Soul podcast. We are your hosts, Shannon and Mandy. Grab your coffee, open your mind, heart, and soul. It's time to awaken. Are you awake? I am awake, yes. We finally got some sleep. I got me some eggnog latte this morning. Ooh, yummy. Mm-hmm. I, got, um, I got a good coffee, too, from my daughter's preschool that's it totally like motivates me to go in and drop her off in the morning because I have an amazing coffee shop right in the church at the preschool yeah my daughter's (laughs) elementary school should have that right all schools should yeah so happy holidays guys we're talking about holiday stress oh man yeah and what we can do to lessen that yeah holiday stress I know I felt it I know that before I started practicing self-care and mindfulness, I used to let the holidays really spend me out of control mentally. You know what? Honestly, I used to love it. What? Love what? Shopping. Buying gifts. It's my love language. Uh, so I take my time for each person. Hmm. I, I think about, you know, what they might need or want or what would make them happy or excited. Were you raised like that? Is that how your mom was? Or Yes, big time. And because we didn't live near family, because I've been here in Colorado since I was seven. We didn't have, you know, anybody to spend Christmas with, just ourselves, just my brother and I and my mom and dad. And we would get packages, though, from mm-hmm. out of state. So my dad's mom and father, my grandparents on my dad's side, They would send this ginormous box. I'm telling you, it was like Santa Claus would arrive. That's awesome. Yes. And it would be stacked with presents. And then his aunts were still alive then, my Mm -hmm. great aunts, and they would send every year cookies. Aww. Yeah. And they were the best cookies. Yeah. And then um, my mom kept that tradition and makes cookies every year. Oh, I love that. You know, I remember... In my mom's neighborhood, and she bought her house, her and my dad bought that house in 19, I think like 72, and they're still Mm -hmm. in it, that all the neighbors would make each other like baked goods. And And they bring them over to each other's houses. Uh Uh-huh. So the Fuas lived across the street, and they would always bring like very different desserts. Yeah. um, Yeah, from from their cultures. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like that's actually kind of been lost, like. I, I don't know if it's just because I've moved so many times and I'm uprooted out of neighborhoods. Because <laughs> they're like, wait, do we bring Mandy cookies? Does she still live in Colorado? Yeah. But no, <laughs> I mean, I don't feel like neighbors do that anymore, really. Well, my neighbors did last year. Yeah. I think whatever you experienced as a child kind yeah, of your sets what you're going to experience as an adult. I can remember <laughs> that my dad was a truck driver, very hard worker. He worked mm-hmm. crazy hours. Yeah. My mom ran daycare and took care of like nine children. Uh-huh. And I remember on Christmas morning, my dad was always kind of the Grinch. Oh, really? Like grumpy in the morning? <laughs> Very grumpy. <sighs> and he was also pissed that we would have to get put all these toys together and he'd have to help us yeah. and it would take hours. Oh, and I just always remember kind of being like intimidated, like, oh, is, is dad going to be in a good mood or a bad mood? Interesting, yeah. And so I used to actually not really like Christmas. Wow, for yeah. real. And I took it for granted. I was, I was, I got into this selfish mode where mm-hmm. it was all just about just the gift. Right. I can remember one time I wanted a black watch so badly. Uh-huh. I think it was a Swatch watch. Yeah. And I opened this present thinking it was one of the last ones that I was going to get it. And it was from Ryan, my brother. Uh And it was a gold bracelet that had my name engraved on it. And I was such a bitch that I looked at him and said, I wanted a black watch. I was so ungrateful. Right. 
that yeah. haunted me. Did it? I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I still have that bracelet though. Now Aww. it's like I look yeah. at it. I, I mean, it's just I think that's I normal for kids at that age. My mother grew up in Louisiana, and she was one of seven, and they didn't have a lot of money, mm-hmm. and so she was lucky to get one present, you know, yeah. for Christmas. Yeah. And for my kids, sometimes I'm like, "Whoa, whoa! Did you even look at what you got?" I yeah. mean, you're just already throwing yeah. it over to the side. These kids are so spoiled; they yes, get so much. They are. But I was like that. My mom definitely overindulged. Mm-hmm. And I remember one time I wanted a Cabbage Patch yep. for Christmas. So I, what, second, third grade? It was around then. Gosh, I was older, but yeah. So it was the year that there was no more. Mm-hmm. Well, my dad was a salesman and he worked out of state a lot. Mm-hmm. So um, one year he had drove to wherever he was going. He had rented yeah. a car and he was driving. And, you know, this is what I wanted for Christmas was this Cabbage Patch. Yeah. Well, he was on his way home, and my mom had called him, I guess, and was like, no, I can't find the Cabbage Patch. So he went out of his way, like hundreds of miles, and stopped at every toy store in every city on the way back to Colorado, and he found me one. He did. And I was like the only kid I knew. Okay. A real one because friends got fake ones. Well, that's so weird that you're saying that because I have a very vivid memory of the year that I did not get one. My mom could not find one. Yeah. And me and my neighbors who were like my best friends growing up, we would open our presents and then we'd meet at the backyard fence and tell each other what (laughs) we got. Well, they got their Cabbage Patch kids and I got mine and we all started showing each other and they told me to pull down the pants on my Cabbage Patch kids. And it didn't happen, yeah. so they started making fun of that I got a fake one. Oh. And I, I didn't know I had a fake one. Oh. So I was like, what? And oh. my mom... No wonder why you hated Christmas. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, yeah, I was so sad. I was oh so bummed, God. but I still loved my Cabbage Patch Kid. Oh, it's so sweet. But I didn't appreciate the fact that my mom had searched for days oh, and hours. And you didn't and she know. Get it. You didn't she know. She couldn't get it. Aw. Yeah. I know, and I had no idea that my head died. My dad went through a snowstorm through no that. Yeah. He, like, put his life at risk? He, yeah, he was going, like, he would, he could have went straight home, but he didn't. He went yeah. to, like, different states and drove into every single... Wow. Toy store that he could. Would you do that in. for your kid? Yeah, I'll tell you a story I have. One time, Drew wanted something, and mm-hmm. it wasn't available, kind of like the Cabbage Patches. Mm-hmm. And girl, I had to go all the way out to a Toys R Us, mm-hmm. all the way out in Westminster, in the snow, mm-hmm. to get that toy. And mm-hmm. I got the last one, and mm-hmm. I was like, I was crying. I was so freaking happy, because that's all he wanted. Mm-hmm. So he opened all of his presents, and I did, like, the Christmas story and, like, hid it way in the back. Yeah. You know, and, and Drew's like, you know, he's real happy for his presents, but he's he's looking for the one he asked for. Yeah. And then we pulled it out pulled last it out. minute. But I'll never forget it. You know, it was, yeah. like, real special, but... I wonder if he forgot it. <laughs> it's probably real Should special I, to me. Probably because you took so long to find it. You know, what are other traditions? One for me is definitely the food. My grandma always made amazing food. And we also, oh. in my family, have a tradition, a tradition that we do crab legs on Christmas Eve. Oh, Jamie's family does oyster stew and we do gumbo. Yeah. Yum. My immediate family, we, years ago decided that we were running around so much because yeah. my husband, you know, his yeah, parents were divorced. Yeah. So he had his steps family and then he had his mom's side. So we were running ourselves so tired that we weren't even able to like be present and enjoy yeah. the day. 
So we, as hard as it was, came up with a very nice way to explain to our family that a new boundary was that we were going to stay in our pajamas on Christmas Day, Mm -hmm. and we do not go anywhere, and we go and get new Christmas pajamas on Christmas Eve, and then we stay in our pajamas all day on Christmas Day. Tell me you have bashing pajamas with your family. No, we don't. We don't. We pick out the most brand. Can you imagine if I made my family do that? No, it's, it's not happening in my house. There's some sure. families that it's super cute. I mean, cute. It's, yeah, it's, it's cute. Yeah. It's cute. But, yeah, so we go to a movie. Um, I know this year is Star Wars is coming out. I don't know what we're seeing this year, but it's just kind of our thing, and we oh, get okay. to enjoy each other, and yeah. we usually nap during the day and hang out, watch a Christmas movies. We always watch the ones with... Um, Chevy Chase. Yes. I knew you were going to say yes. that. My fave. So... Yeah, we don't do anything. We've never done anything on Christmas. That's ever. awesome. So I've, it's always been Christmas Eve, and this year I even work on Christmas Eve, so that's going to add to the craziness. But my older kids are always with their dad anyways on Christmas Eve. They have a really fun tradition. They do the white elephant gift. Oh, yeah, I love that. So instead of, like, adults Mm -hmm. exchanging, like, presents, like, we don't need anything anyways, let's have fun with the adults do in the family. I love that. That's awesome. And then when the child turns 16, they can join. Oh, cool. Yeah, so, like, my son Ethan this year gets to be a part of it. He's so excited. That's awesome. Kurt's mom really makes Christmas special, too. She is all about Christmas. She loves everything about Christmas. She wants to go do everything in the state that has to do with Christmas. Look at all the lights. Go. (laughs) I mean, she's always made it really special. I hope that between my mom and my mother-in-law, that as a grandmother, hopefully someday, Mm. that... My goal is to make it that special for my grandkids. So, you know what I used to do with the kids? Hmm. So, every year, I would put together a play mm-hmm. with the kids. And we would Aww. practice it from Thanksgiving. Is, yeah. You know, when we would all get together for Thanksgiving, I would practice it with the kids. We would decide what we were going to do. And then they would perform it the night of Aww. Christmas Eve for all the adults. Wow. And one year... The kids did the Grinch. Mm-hmm. Like Drew was the Grinch, and That's you know, yeah, it was. Do so you have fun. this on video? I am. I'm sure we do somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> I want to see it. Yeah, but and then I would make them go and carol Aww. and sing songs to all the neighbors I of like that. their grandparents. Yeah, or, yeah. We used to have carolers in my old neighborhood, and I loved that. I yeah. think ninety percent of them were drunk. Yeah. <laughs> well, I used to do it when I, I remember I did it as a brownie. When did I was, you? Yeah, in elementary school. Oh my gosh, that's funny. Well, politically correct now, it's just scouts. Right, yeah. (laughs) I bet you pretty soon Santa Claus is going to be considered just an it. You know, I tell you what, (laughs) my daughter Kensley, who is seven years old, looks at Santa Claus as he is a strange old man who has children sit on his lap. Oh, God. And that he breaks and enters people's houses at night. So oh, she really does like, like yeah, I'm good. I don't even need any presents from him. <laughs> I have video of the year that Trenna, my 15-year-old now, found out the Santa was. Oh, I remember And that. it was actually very traumatizing. She was She, she hyperventilated. She called us liars. She said, you told me to believe in something that I couldn't see, so how do I know that God's true? Right, okay. And she was really, had some solid points about it. Yeah. And thank God you shared the St. Nick story. With her. With her. That's right. Because she was legitimately upset upset and pissed at us and called us liars. Yeah. And Connor, he figured it out really young because he got a gift from Santa 
And then he, Kurt said, yeah, we looked for that Xbox everywhere. And he's like, but it said it was from Santa. Right. So Trina, on the other hand, she believed all the way almost into fourth or fifth grade. Yeah. So it was very traumatizing on her. Connor swears he is not going to lie to his children and yeah. do this. Yeah. It's kind of an interesting perspective that Connor has on it because he's like, I think it sets you up to look like you're a liar. Yeah. I but, think Kensley... You know, she, I question stuff like that. Like, she asked me, are you serious? Like, Easter Bunny carried in this big basket of stuff? Is he little? Like, a real one? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, God, why don't you just have fun and be a kid and believe this shit? I mean, right? now you're making me, like, lie. And lie. Like, oh, my God. Further, it's which, the worst. Yeah, so I'm... And Connor I'm, thinks, like, the elf on the shelf is, like, oh. a form of manipulation. Okay, well, this is hilarious. So my elf on the shelf doesn't get moved, like, every day. Yeah. Kensley, my daughter, told Mandy's daughter, yeah, you know, my elf on the shelf is really lazy. It just stays in the same place sometimes for mm-hmm. days. And... Sloan, Mandy's daughter, was like, really? Not mine, you know, and here we come over here, and her elf on the shelf has, like, little signs that say go Broncos and shit, and I'm like, damn, I suck. Well, then guess what, though? So the last time I came over here, Sloan's like, hey, Shannon, guess what? And I'm like, what? She goes, our elf's been lazy. I told her this morning that it might have a vitamin D deficiency. (laughs) I swear to God. She goes, what is that? I go, it's because you don't absorb vitamin D from the sun, and so you're really tired. I was giving one of my nieces Reiki the other day. (laughs) Kensley comes barging in the door. It's like crying. Ethan touched the elf. Uh, Yeah. She was hysterical, and we were like, oh, my gosh. But we do. We use it as manipulation, or how about this? You better be good because the elves are watching you. Oh, Like, if you actually listen to yourself as a parent during the holidays, we are Girl, I start that Santa shit in, like, the summer. Well, so that's kind of the fun, you know, stuff. But let's let's get real. Yeah. Um, it can be stressful. That's uh, fun. Extremely stressful. I know that um, I was reading online that 53% of families put themselves in financial stress yeah. during the holidays. And it's important to talk about that the holidays are a huge trigger and a lot of people relapse during the holidays. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. A lot of people in sobriety and recovery. And we're not just talking in A or NA. We're talking overeaters. We're talking um, it triggers shoppers, yeah, depression, whole, yes. shoppers, gambling. It It's just a huge trigger because... It's some people are lonely and they don't have family yeah. and that's sad for them. So right. they end up relapsing yeah. or they're around family that triggers them who is drinking or doing whatever their addiction was, or they're just triggers because they haven't learned to put up boundaries and they're exposing themselves to a lot of different personalities and stress and energy well, and the crowds, the crowds. And the traffic. And the expectations. You got FOMO. Yeah. And yeah, it's just a lot. It's a lot of pressure. I sat in my living room last night and wrapped some presents for my kids and they each have like 10 and I was thinking, oh my God, I didn't get them enough. I need to get them more. I need to get more. It's ridiculous. I just get anxiety just now. Like there's only like nine days left and I haven't even done my Christmas shopping hardly at all. Dude, I know moms that start on January 1st. Um, Please be nice to your delivery people. Speaking of delivery people, I read a statistic that UPS delivers 673 million packages. (gasps) Anna needs to practice what she preaches because last week she wanted to kill. Oh my god! The, the only UPS. one present that I successfully <laughs> ordered in advance on Cyber Monday, but it's on somebody else's doorstep. 
These people work hard, and so do the trash men after Christmas, picking yeah. up all your boxes and wrapping paper and yes. trash and food. Oh my gosh. You know what? If you have a little extra money, go out and tip them, or maybe just write them a grateful card. And if it snows, shovel so they can make it to your door. Oh God, I can't promise that. I hate shoveling. Oh yeah. Well, then pay a kid. <laughs> the holidays can be extremely, extremely stressful, and I do know that a lot of us go above and beyond buying materialistic physical things i will say that i have seen a shift in the last couple years where i think it's been brought on by the younger generations that want more of an experience than they do actual material things and i love seeing that shift so they would actually prefer to go on a family vacation i'm really seeing that that's becoming more of a trend well that's awesome not in my house <laughs> oh wait we're we're missing that yeah no, I do know a lot of people do celebrate Christmas by like going on a cruise or taking a vacation rather than spending it all on stuff. Yeah, making memories. And I think it's also a time to learn about other people's like cultures and what they celebrate. Because when I grew up, I didn't know what Hanukkah was or what it <laughs> okay, meant. Okay, well then here comes a great story. Okay. Last year, uh-huh. I get a phone call from Ethan's teacher asking... Do you guys celebrate Kwanzaa? Uh, what's, no, we don't. My family? My son, Ethan? She says, yeah. I asked if anybody celebrated anything other than Christmas, because I was, we were going to do our holiday party, and he rose his hand, and he said he celebrates Kwanzaa. And I said, I don't think he knows what that is, but. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So, anyways, that was really, really funny. Yeah, I mean, I just remember seeing and thinking they were different and weird. To be honest, yeah. when I was growing up, I'm like, that's so weird. They oh, don't... I thought it was so cool. Like, in Hanukkah, you get, like, days of presents. You get, like, yeah. presents, like, the whole beginning of December. Well, I, I wish I would have known more about it so I could talk to him about it, but instead I let it separate me from, Aww. like, them. I just didn't educate myself on the different celebrations that happen in, in other cultures and their holidays, and I wish I would have. Me too. Shalom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think it'd be cool. I need to I need to teach my daughter that. But Shanna, let's talk about where this led us today. It led us to to talk about impermanence. Yep. So what is impermanence? So by okay. definition, it is the state or the fact of lasting for only a limited period of time. So what that means is that everything changes. Nothing mm-hmm. is permanent, mm-hmm. just like in the word. Like at any point in time. Anything can change in five minutes. In two seconds. In two seconds. The only thing that doesn't change is the present moment. Mm -hmm. So that's why being present is so important because if you are living in the present moment, then you can appreciate what is going on in this present moment, knowing that everything could change. So during Christmas, being present is the best present you can give yourself. So I actually saw a quote and it said, no man steps in the same river twice for it's not the same river. He is not the same man. But you know what? Here's the important thing about impermanence. Okay. If I'm so attached, not just to a person, say I'm so attached to this car mm-hmm. or I'm so attached to this purse or this want or desire, it, when it's taken away from me, I'm going to suffer. I'm going to mm-hmm. suffer horribly because I have now included a thing or a material thing or a person as part of, the, part of myself and part of my happiness. We in America especially look to material things and to other people to make us happy. True happiness does not come from outside of us. True happiness only comes from within. 
everything outside of you is temporary or can change or is impermanent. And so practicing permanence will allow you to appreciate things and still connect with people without giving them the responsibility of your happiness. During the holidays, we need to make sure we're not attaching ourselves to the gifts, to the tree, the decorations, the parties. To we, we have got to remove those attachments because all of that is forever changing and is not part of our soul and, and who we so, are. This is what happened with me. Sometimes when your grandparents pass away, mm-hmm. that changes traditions or that changes how you do things in your mm-hmm. holiday from then on. Or if a person passes away. We don't have Christmas at my parents' house anymore. So that changed. Right. But we were very attached to that. So that makes for a very hard holiday when you lose a loved one. Yeah. Because things change. Yeah. Right. I lost my entire Christmas box. Do you remember that? Oh my God, I do. A nativity scene that I had been collecting pieces for years, probably like 20 years. I lost all of my kids' stockings that I hand-stitched while I was pregnant with each one of them. Oh, my God. I lost my first ornaments as a child and my children's first ornaments. I lost an entire box somehow. When I moved, like, 10 years ago, Mm -hmm. it got lost. I was so upset. And I remember, I felt Mm -hmm. like I couldn't even have Christmas without it. I was, like, I was mourning. I remember. I remember. Do you remember? You did have to mourn. I was. But it was... Things and I had to get over it and I, and I remember you telling me you just make new memories you just have to go and get mm-hmm. new stockings and make new ones you know I remember you actually yeah. were the one who were trying to get me out of that but I wanted to stay in it and I was very upset uh-huh. thinking I lost all these memories but I didn't you know I think I was raised that way my mom kind of always raised raised us to not really be attached to material things. Oh, that's good. So, impermanence. If you resist it, then you won't be in harmony with just with reality and how things flow. Sure. Just accepting that things change and the materialistic things cannot fill this void inside of you. Yeah. And relationships change. Everything changes. Yeah. So look at it this way. If something does come and go out of your life, I will learn a lesson from this leaving my life or something new and better will come into my life. So I loved these two quotes. Consider the trees which allow the birds to perch and fly away without either inviting them to stay or desiring them to never depart. Another one is life's impermanence, I realize, is what makes every single day so precious. It's what shapes our time here. It's what makes it so important then not a single moment will be wasted. In fact, the Grinch knew this. The Grinch said that it came without packages, boxes, or bags, and he puzzled and puzzled till his puzzler was sore. Then the Grinch thought of something he hadn't before. What if Christmas, he thought, doesn't come from a store? Yeah. And that's kind of what we need to get into a place like that during the holidays. Yeah, absolutely. Because if something happened to all the people in our lives that make such beautiful dinners, well, guess what? They're going to eat pizza on Christmas (laughs) Day because that's what I'm going to order for them. Traditions change. Yes. You know. Everything changes. Yes. Yes. And being okay with that. Not letting it affect you, your vibe. Just enjoy everybody in the moment. That's much more important. And, and that leads me to another thing you hear a lot in Alcoholics Anonymous, that expectations equal future resentments. And what the hell does that mean? Because it was confusing for me at first, too. 
you know, don't have expectations going into the day. Just go with the flow. And I know that's really hard. That doesn't mean you can't plan things, but if they don't go like as is, don't let it affect your energy. Yeah. So if you don't have expectations of how the dinner is supposed to go, like I want everyone to sit down, I want him to sit here, him to sit here, her to sit there, and I want us to all go around and talk about what we love about the holidays and do a prayer. Let's just say one kid gets sick and throws up, or let's just say the turkey gets burnt. Yeah. You know what? It's Don't have those expectations to yeah. begin with, and then you'll have no reason to be upset. And because... If you do have expectations, you're going to end up being resentful. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, sometimes families break up. You know, things change. Yeah, if you are not so attached to ideas. And expectations. And expectations. And just be present and enjoy what you have and be appreciative for what you have, whether it's a real Cabbage Patch Kid or not. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And also, I think Mandy mentioned something, just making boundaries. For you and your family will really help you. Just because it's holidays, you shouldn't run yourself just into the mud. No. Boundaries with money. Mm-hmm. Boundaries with family. Mm-hmm. You decide. You don't have to go around and tell people your boundaries. You can make them silently like we've talked about in our past episodes. For example, if you know that Uncle Bob is going to be completely shitty at 8 p.m., <laughs> then leave at 730. That's right. Um, no one has to know That's why. Exactly. And you know what? If you have to come up with a reason, not a lie, but if you have to come up with a reason, make it. Just say you're not, you know, that you're not feeling good because yeah. that's the truth. You're not going to feel good when Uncle Drunk Uncle Bob starts getting <laughs> wasted. Hey, do a little meditation in the morning and a little spiritual cleanse in the shower before you go, go out all of your family's house on the holidays yeah and you're allowed to say no yeah you don't have to go to every christmas party and every secret santa and you don't have to be a part of every gift exchange either if you can't afford it then don't do it everybody has hard times yeah and people if you know someone that doesn't have somewhere to go open your home if you can and mm-hmm. service work is good during the holidays because service yeah. work gets you out of your head and, and t- takes you to a place of uh, remembering what Christmas is about. And that's about about giving. Yeah. Yeah. And receiving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> language. I mean, my love language. Well, let's talk about the love languages. Oh, okay. So there's five love languages. If you have not read that book... You need to, because everyone should read that book. Yeah, we actually once. have it on our truck. Yeah, we I do. love that book. It is Words of Affirmation, Time. Uh, small Acts of Kindness. Gifts. Yep. There's uh, Touch. Mm-hmm. I think that's it. But the easiest way to find out mm-hmm. how, what you are or what your child is, is by saying, hey, how do you know that your mom loves you? Or how do you know your dad loves you? How do you know your mom loves you? Yeah. She helps with the kids. That yeah. was my first thought. My dad comes her. over and, and, and him too. fixes everything. You're right. Yeah, and with my husband too. Like I would rather my husband um, do a small act of kindness than buy me a diamond ring. You always mention that he brings coffee to you in the morning. Oh, I love it. You, really, you should consider that not everybody loves the same or receives the same. Funny, because when I did the quiz online, I thought only about myself. I was selfishly like, okay, here's this is what I need to know about my love language, and this is what it is. Small acts of kindness was number one. Hmm. Well, what's interesting was my therapist said, you have to remember that 
other people don't know that about you. Right. And you also have to get out of self and remember that not everyone receives that way. It's changed my life. I mean, looking at my children and, and understanding that, you know what, I could give this child a million gifts and it would not make a difference to him. Mm-hmm. He needs to hear from me mm-hmm. that... I believe in him and that I think he's doing a good job mm-hmm. and that he can do it and be his cheerleader. That to him is going to be more effective. Yeah. It really helps you not only understand yourself, but people around you. And it's also a really great way to come up with gift ideas that are meaningful to the other person. Instead of just buying them a gift card, you yeah. can think about, you know what, yeah. maybe we can go out to dinner because that would be time. Mm-hmm. Or let's go get a massage together. Touch. I'll give you a massage. Taking the time to learn what everyone around you's love language is. Be a little bit more present about your gift giving by looking at what love language that can help you be a a sweet gift giver this year. Not only to others, but to yourself as well. Shanna, what does that owl that you want to hang in our truck say? It says you're only as happy as you choose to be. You know what? A lady at my, my therapy office gave me that. I love it. Yeah, we traded. I traded her my coat for that owl. <laughs> so you gave her the I shirt gave her off my your back? I gave her my North Face purple jacket for that owl. Damn, I would have given you like four owls. She said that she really liked my jacket every time I'd go in. And so I was like, you know what? I'll make you a trade. She's like, what? <laughs> I was like, for that owl. She's like, really? And I'm like, yeah, I love it that much. So I took my coat off right there and she gave me the owl. Oh and I my was God, like, that's That hilarious. was a great deal. I don't know. I think she got the good good side of that trade i have enough jackets no i I love that but the holidays are are going to be as as happy as you choose to make them um i wanted to talk about this article that i read on net doctor it talks about how and why people suffer during christmas and so again me and shanna always go back to awareness So the reason I bring this up isn't to be a Debbie Downer. It's so that you have awareness around these things. People that fight anxiety and depression, they tend to get, you know, tired. So make sure you sleep. You people around Christmas tend to overeat, which will make you feel exhausted and worn out. People's schedules are out of whack. Their kids are out of school. Yeah, they're staying up late. Yeah, their work schedules are different. Trying to catch Santa in the middle of the night. Yeah. (laughs) So all of these things are reasons why you might spiral into having anxiety and depression. So it goes back to self-care and making sure that you bring awareness to things that are going to throw you out of whack and... And make boundaries around them. Exactly. And use the tools that Shanna and I have talked about in the past... Pick up um, your favorite stones and protect yourself from energy. Put that unfuckable bubble on. Uh, Meditate. And be Um, present. Don't worry about the past. Don't worry about last Christmas, what happened. mm -hmm. You know, just try to give people the gift of presence. Be there. Yeah. Take breaks if you need to. If you're around a lot of people and functions, walk out. Take some time to breathe. You know, just be mindful. And Mary. Uh, We talked about that before. Shanna told me when I was going to go to a large event to be the light and you'll find the light. And it was so true. I walked in and was like, I'm going to be the light. And I was myself and I was um, happy and I had my protection bubble on and I attracted some amazing people. And that's what can happen at Christmas too. And Christmas has turned into into more than just Jesus's birthday. It's turned into a gathering of family 
and a togetherness of community and love all over the world. Again, just kind of like I said in the Thanksgiving episode, what a powerful holiday. You know, everyone just sending all these great positive vibes to everybody. That's powerful. It's a powerful time. And I also think it's important to mention that it's okay to ask for help. If you need help during the holidays, there are hotlines you can call if you're feeling depressed. If you need, go to some extra meetings and Alcoholics Anonymous, they do amazing Christmas functions within the AA world. Same with NA, overeaters. There's always support out there. Just don't be afraid to ask. Like, hey, I'm going to be alone. Can I be, you know, join you for Christmas? There's homeless shelters that offer meals. There are, you know, shelters for domestic violence that are looking for volunteers. There are just a lot of churches out there that will open their doors to you too. Just asking for help. Remember, it's brave. So, Mandy, you had something that you wanted to share with our listeners that you read fun facts about christmas and this is really funny okay let's hear them okay good conversation starters on december 25th december 25th was originally a pagan celebration nobody knows when jesus of nazareth was actually born (laughs) (laughs) the nativity story story resulted in several wars santa claus originated in a newspaper mistletoe kissing originated with fertility rights Whoa. Um, We Wish You a Merry Christmas was originally a threat. (laughs) Are you serious? (laughs) The Christmas tree is a manufactured tradition. Christmas as a day off is a recent innovation. The 12 days of Christmas cost about $1.3 million. The best Christmas movie ever is The Grinch. Yeah. I'm just adding that one. (laughs) There's a few good ones. And now it is time for Break That Shit down. The best gift you can give to yourself is presents, like Mandy said. Not presents, but presents. Be present. Be aware. Yeah, be there. Put your phone down. You know, get out of your head. Stop worrying about stuff. Stop overspending. Don't worry if your house is clean enough. Don't be that mom that goes and fights people in the aisle at Target yeah. for Don't the worry, last Lego you know, set. Did I buy enough or am I enough? Yes, trust me, you are enough. You have enough, people. Be grateful for your time with your family. So in a past episode on veterans, we had talked about how I was going to read the journal of my brother's sergeant. Uh, Shanna and I decided that we are going to do a separate podcast dedicated to this journal. And so with that being said, we will let you know in the future where that's going to be. I am going to read a tiny, tiny bit of the end of his and just something else for you to keep your focus on. He wrote, I know this is a busy time of the year, but the smiles that it brings makes all the work worthwhile. I hope that you all have a wonderful Christmas and keep in mind that the reason that we can enjoy the Christmas is because of the great veterans and because of the great soldiers that are currently serving in our great nation. He goes on to talk about how much they appreciate packages during the Christmas time and they get really you know, homesick and miss their families. And that's a huge sacrifice. So if you're looking for some service work, uh, send some packages over. You can go online. A lot of time they'll even waive some of the postal fees uh, for these veterans. So it's just, you know, food for thought people. Yeah, and shout out to all the people in Iran. We have quite a few listeners. I know, I love it. They could be military. So if you are over there, 
out of the country and serving our military. Merry Christmas. Yeah, and if you live there... And I appreciate you guys listening. Yeah, seriously. So cool. When we saw that, we were like, what? I know. Just so, all over. Merry Christmas to Merry all. Christmas, you guys. Love you all. And as a gift to Shannon and I, will you please go on to our podcast, pick one of your favorites, and share it with five people. Just send it to them on, via text because this is a gift that keeps on giving. I can promise you that there is one thing in this podcast that's going to help someone. So you will be gifting them by forwarding this to them and it will lie on the ears that need it because we rise to lift you up. Yes. And while you're doing that, just hit that subscribe button so that you don't miss an episode. So join us again next week and we will be talking about 2020. I can't believe it's freaking 2020. It's going to be a good year. But Merry Christmas, you guys. Thanks for listening.